Hello again and welcome to session three. This session we'll be looking at diagnostics of importance and heart failure. And there are several that we will um, cover. So the first one we'll look at is electrolyte imbalances. Uh, they occur as a result of drug therapy or heart failure complications. So it would be, would be important to monitor serum electrolytes like sodium, potassium, magnesium, calcium, and chloride. Also of importance is knowing what your blood urea nitrogen or your BUN and creatinine are and your creatinine clearance monitoring. Um, sometimes when you take certain medications for heart failure, it can cause problems particularly with potassium and because of the pathophysiology of heart failure itself you can have some other electrolyte um, problems that can lead to worsening uh, health conditions for the patient. H&H or hemoglobin and hematocrit is also um, used to distinguish heart failure that occurs as a result of anemias. If you've got more fluid or excess fluid on board, then that leads to hemodilution, which in turn is just a decreased hematocrit. Another important study to look at is your BNP or your B-type natriuretic peptide. It is used in heart failure diagnosis usually elevated in individuals with heart failure. Urinalysis may show proteinuria or elevated specific gravity. Microalbinuria is an early sign of decreased heart compliance before a patient is symptomatic. So if you notice that your patient's microalbinuria is elevated but their BNP is normal, this can be a sign that your patient may have heart failure. ABGs or arterial blood gases indicate hypoxemia, which is just a low blood oxygen levels, which, you know, with your left-sided heart failure, you may see <clears throat> patients with um, difficulty breathing because of the fluids that have backed up into the lung. Chest x-rays, they can diagnose left ventricular failure. The heart will be enlarged or cardiomegaly will have occurred as a result of the hypertrophy and dilation of the heart. An echo or an echocardiogram can show valvular changes, chamber enlargement, ventricular hypertrophy, and pericardial effusion can also be visualized with an echo. The EF can also be determined using this test. This is the best way to diagnose heart failure is with an echo. Radionuclide studies like your thallium imaging or technectium pyrophosphate scanning can indicate the cause or presence of heart failure. You've got your mucus scans or your multi-gated acquisition scans or multi-gated blood pool scans that are going to provide data on left ventricular EF and velocity, or your ejection fraction and velocity. 
An ECG or an electrocardiogram shows dysrhythmias, ventricular hypertrophy, myocardial ischemia, infarcts, or injury to the heart. It is not helpful in determining if a patient has heart failure or how bad their heart failure is. You could do an echo to diagnose heart failure, but you cannot do a um, ECG to determine if your patient has heart failure or how bad it is. Invasive hemodynamic monitoring directly assesses cardiac function and volume in the acutely ill. Uh, your pulmonary artery, with pulmonary artery pressures, your pulmonary artery wedge pressures are both going to be elevated in left side of heart failure because of the, the volume and pressure being increased in the left ventricle. So this concludes the session on diagnostics of importance in heart failure. Thank you.